Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Oh, man, so much to talk about tonight. So much going on in the world. Benjamin Netanyahu calling out President Obama. And off Barack Hussein Obama's head. So much going on. And isn't it just a good time to be alive and a great time to be an American? I mean, really, isn't it good to be American right now? Barack Obama doesn't have any balls. He doesn't. And yeah, I said it. And why does he have no balls? The guy can't make a single He can't make a single decision or statement without some kind of underlying political benefit. Even some career politicians like John Kerry, Ted Kennedy, or recently ousted um, Republicans like uh, Dick Luger have exhibited some type of conviction or backbone at one time or another. Barack Obama does nothing but lie, pander, and lobby like there's no tomorrow. He would sell out his own family if it meant gaining some sort of upper hand in the great, dirty political game. This is one of the greatest reasons why I dislike Barack Obama. Not just because he's a Democrat. Heck, compared to Obama, Harry Reid is one of my favorite people. I dislike Barack Obama as a man. I hate his cocky narcissism. I hate his little boy trot and adolescent handshake. I hate his stuttering during speeches and between words as he tries to calculate the next most politically correct statement he can muster. And I hate the way he uses his daughters as political ammunition for virtually every issue, including abortion and gay marriage. Even race-baiting extraordinaire Tavis Smiley can see through the smoke and mirrors recently referring to Obama as a tragedy who only makes decisions with political calculation. And those are direct quotes. Barack Obama is a living, breathing political machine who will do anything to gain a political upper hand. Even those on the left can see this. Barack Obama's speeches are so politically correct and fake, it's nauseating. How can someone possibly be on both sides of every single issue? Somehow it's possible with Obama. As he deliberately takes advantage of the idiot vote, convincing them that he is both for and against abortion, For and against out-of-control spending. For and against war. For and against locking down the border. For and against super PACs. For and against drilling, etc., 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 and on down the road. Europeans recently humiliated our man Obama in a recent satire highlighting Obama's usage of the phrase continues to punch above its weight. For virtually every country he sits down with. Can this guy ever 
say anything without some sort of fake political calculation. The guy is the walking, talking embodiment of political correctness. He's a product manufactured and marketed from day one like Hallmark manufactures and markets birthday cards. Maybe one day the United States will have a man as a leader again instead of a little boy with no sack. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rocks. Yo, yo. Ah, yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself with the Situation Report. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. 
<laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. The Sit Rep with Doc Jones. He has a unique perspective. But, but, I happen to view the jobless numbers when they come out every Thursday at 8.30 on Fox News for Aaron Balance as a good thing. Is he crazy? When the jobless numbers come out and they're bad, I'm happy. Is what? I'm happy. I'm happy. Because that just gets President Obama that much closer to the door. And heading back to Chicago or wherever the hell he's from. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know what? I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it. None. None. The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones. Weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. When people would talk to us about health insurance, all we'd hear was... But really, it was... All that changed when someone said there were low-cost plans and financial help. Yeah, that's the difference. Welcome back to Hannity. This is a Fox News alert. The AP is reporting that Jordan has, in fact, executed two prisoners in the wake of ISIS burning alive. The 26-year-old Jordanian pilot, we're now looking at new video of the convoy carrying prisoners in Jordan. Joining me now, former Florida Congressman, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and Fox News strategic analyst, Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. Colonel West, they seem to be taking this seriously and sending a message that there will be dire and severe and quick retribution for any attack against any Jordanian. That does not seem to be the American position. No, you're absolutely right. In the previous segment you had with Governor Richardson pointed that out. You know, it was interesting that after the uh, massacre and the attacks in Paris, France, the United States response was to send uh, Secretary of State John Kerry and John uh, James Taylor to uh, serenade the, the Parisians. But what the Jordanians understand is that they were basically being lied to by ISIS. We now know that the Jordanian pilot had been killed back in January, that this was all a ruse. This was not something this hostage exchange was in good faith. And so the only way that you can deal with savage, barbaric animals is to be tough and ruthless. And that is something that General al-Sisi understands in Egypt, that Prime Minister Netanyahu understands, and that King Abdullah understands. And the one thing that all three of them have in common, you have an airborne commando that leads Israel, you have an American-trained Special Forces officer that leads Jordan, and you have a former Egyptian military general that leads in Egypt. They understand the enemy and how you have to fight him. Colonel uh, Peters, I certainly agree with what Colonel West is saying, but under the president, they've doubled the territory ISIS has in, in Syria. They've been able to hold on to Mosul and Fallujah and, and other territories around Iraq. And the president actually denied this weekend that that's happened. Sean, the terrorists who burned that young man alive. It's horrible to see. It is they, horrible they, to watch. Those terrorists are the people the president and the Democrats don't even want to waterboard. 
It's phenomenal. And there's this refusal. You heard it with Governor Richardson. This refusal to understand the reality on the ground. I hear so much hogwash today. Admiral Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman, said, oh, this is an act of desperation on the part of Islamic State. No. It was a brilliant recruiting video. And Islamic State, I mean, those guys who burned that young man alive, they're having the time of their lives. This kind of violence is captivating, exhilarating, thrilling to these guys. They're ne it's never going to get better for them than this. They have power now. They can exert their will over others. I mean, this is better than the best sex they've ever had, and it's easier on the goats. What should America's role be from here? Colonel Peters. Well, America needs to get serious. More hogwash I'm hearing about is, well, the Jordanian army's an unleashed tiger now. Look out. The Jordanian army's primary purpose is to keep King Abdullah on the throne. The Arab armies are, although the Jordanian is about the best of them, they're hollow. They can't do this without us. The Saudis are terrified to go into Yemen because despite all the equipment they've bought from us, billions and billions of dollars worth, they're afraid they'll, it'll show up their military as a hollow force. If the U.S. doesn't lead, it doesn't happen. And by the way, the president's false choice between air power alone or hundreds of thousands of soldiers on the ground, that's absolute bull. There's something in the middle there. And you need a limited number of boots on the ground for a limited time. They don't have to stay. But you go in, you kill the guys, you leave. You go back, you kill them again. But my God, ISIS is taking over the Middle East, and our president, as you observed, can't even say Islamist terror. All right, guys, thank you both for being with us. If you just. All right, folks, welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Take it right here and now from a combat warrior, a Marine, from March 13, 1979 at the tender age of 17 to 2010. First, as a basic rifleman, an 0311. Later on, as an officer, as an 0302, a platoon leader, an executive officer in a rifle company, and a company commander, a rifle company commander, and then later as a fighter pilot. Take it from me. Wars are not won by airstrikes. Battles are not won by airstrikes alone. If that were the case, Pearl Harbor would have ended our expedition and combat in World War II. If air power was the answer, London, England would have capitulated to Adolf Hitler in 1941, So when the President of the United States of America, the Commander-in-Chief of our armed forces, sends in a few airstrikes, here and there, in response to what ISIS is doing, means nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. You must have warriors on the ground. What Obama is doing is he's saying that he's sending in airstrikes in response to ISIS. Ladies and gentlemen, take it from a combat warrior or don't. Do your own research into combat history. 
airstrikes, combat air. Its primary role is in support of ground troops. They support us, ground warriors. So when Obama says that he's sending in aircraft and airstrikes, it sounds real nice like he's doing something. But he's doing absolutely nothing. And what's going to happen is, one of these days, he's going to send in an airstrike. And God forbid, and shame on me for even thinking it, an aircraft malfunctions. One of our pilots has to eject over the battlefield and winds up in a similar situation as that Jordanian pilot. And ask yourself this question. What will Obama do? What will his response be? Hell, he wouldn't even lift a finger to make sure that a young Marine just across the border in Mexico, he could have made a simple phone call and had that young Marine released. Instead of making a simple phone call and retrieving a United States Marine from just across our southern border, he chose to exchange four terrorists for an army deserter. So the question is, from back in the 80s, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Who are you going to call? It's not going to be Obama. The guy doesn't have balls. If you just look at the man, you can tell he reeks of pussy. Candy-ass pussy. There, I said it. It's out there. He's not a man of action. He's not a tough guy. I said it. It's out there. The guy doesn't have the balls that his mama gave him. Oh, and by the way, I have a naked picture. This doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. But I have a naked picture of Barack Hussein Obama's mama on my Facebook page. Check it out. She didn't look too bad. Of course, being a socialist, communist, whatever she was, and an American hater and all of that, of course, she also was uh, quite liberal in certain areas. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Let's let's move on. When you think of America, my friends, up until recently, what do you think of as an iconic image? Many images probably come to mind right here and now, but I would think that most, if not all of these images, involve strength, Pride. 
You think of a bald eagle. You think of John Wayne. You think of Ronald Reagan. You think of Teddy Roosevelt. You think of a group of Marines raising a flag at Iwo Jima or a child sitting on a curve waving a flag during a 4th of July parade. You think of John Wayne. Oh, yeah, and once again, you think of Ronald Reagan. The common thread amongst all these is strength, character, decency, and a promise of a bright future. And let me ask you right here and now, my friends, what do you think of when you when you look at Barack Obama? Oh, I know. The sisters will say, oh, he's so handsome. Oh, I just love his walk. Oh, I just melt when he speaks. But look at the guy. Look at the pictures on my blog talk page of Benjamin Netanyahu at around the same age as Barack Obama. Israeli Defense Forces Special Forces warrior. Vladimir Putin, a spy and a soldier. Barack Obama, if you look at the picture, you'll see he's token on a big-ass ball. Twice. What does that say about us? What does that say about the United States of America? What does that say about how gullible we are? What does it say about us, folks? Seriously. When the world around us is going to hell in a handbasket, Obama says it's all good. He says that we're doing just fine. He says that the world is a safer place. Obama has said recently that America is more respected and that the world in America is a safer place, more racial harmony since he took office six years ago than ever before. So is he delusional or is he trying to delude us? Many have asked me recently, what happened to America? The question has been in the context of why are we not respected in falsification? Say it with me. Puss. Suffocation. Obama is a pussy in in tough guy parlance. He's a pussy. He's a candy ass. He's a sissy. The whole world can see that he is. He continues to draw line after line after line in the sand, and folks keep kicking that very sand in his face, and he keeps pussing out. You know, I am honestly afraid. Yes, you've heard it. You've heard it right here on Blog Talk Radio. You've heard the great Dr. Jones, Colonel Jones, United States Marine warrior, super warrior personified war, war, and more war. Not afraid of nothing. Anything except clowns, carnies, and dwarves. 
I'm afraid for this country because we live in tough times. There's danger all around us. Our southern border is exposed. I don't know what to say about uh, our northern border. I suppose it's secure. Nobody ever talks about it. Our southern border is exposed. Obama doesn't want to shore up things according to his budget. So, if our southern border is open, porously protected, and Obama's spending most of his time vacationing and golfing, who's protecting us? Who's leading this great country? He has all but rendered our military toothless. He's not on the job. He's not willing to use the term Islamic extremism. He's not willing to take the fight to ISIS, except send in a few token airstrikes. I'm, for the first time, I am honestly afraid for this nation. I'm going to say, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. When you see Vladimir Putin riding a horse and he's shirtless with rippling muscles, the first thing that comes to mind is strength. The world views Vladimir Putin as a strong and virile leader. For politics, policies, and all the rhetoric, Putin is viewed as a strong leader. We view Queen Elizabeth as dignified, elegant, and graceful. And that's the way Great Britain is viewed. England is viewed as an elegant nation with tradition, fairness, and grace. On the other hand, how is Iran viewed? Iran is viewed as an unrestrained, unprincipled, and a crazy bunch of radical religious zealots. Think of the leaders over the last 30 years of Iran. Of course, the flaming insanity or geniusly devious mind of Mohammed Ahmadinejad that come to mind first. Now, this guy actually stood on the floor of the United Nations and announced to the world that he would test his new nuclear play toy on Tel Aviv. This was immediately after he announced to the world that Iran had zero gay men in the nation. The point being that it is the leader of your nation that is the image associated with your nation on or to the global community. I honestly could not describe Barack Obama and his lack of ability or leadership any better than Colonel Ralph Peterson did on the Hannity interview. The problem with having a weak president is that the world takes their cues from America. For the most part, if America is strong, then the world tends to behave themselves for lack of a better description. Wouldn't you agree? 
Does anyone, you know, and I hate to keep doing this, and I know a lot of you hate to hear it, but does anyone think for a moment that if Ronald Reagan were the president right here and now, that ISIS would still be in existence? Certainly, they wouldn't have the balls to put out a video threatening the United States and threatening to cut Reagan's head off in the White House. Because that right there would be just good enough for an ass-kicking. That, that, would, that, that right there, saying something like that, putting out a video like that with a Ronald Reagan type in the White House would be excuse enough to go now live in thanks to him. Thanks to his guidance, his leadership, America and the world is a safer place now. In my mind, I now have zero doubt that Barack Obama is a sissy. And the world knows it. Any man who throws a baseball like a girl and rides a bike with a helmet is not much of a man in my book to begin with. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right here and now. I've shaken hands with that clown. And I'm going to tell you something. A 10-year-old girl has a stronger handshake than that pussy. And he didn't even have the balls to look me in the eye. He cannot seem to make a decisive leadership decision without bringing in the entire world. He cannot draw a red line in the sand and stand behind his word. He lies to the American people with such ease that it's frightening. He breaks promises globally almost on a daily basis, and the rest of the world is looking at us as though we're a bunch of... But George W. Bush was actually a leader. He contemplated his options, evaluated the possibilities, then made a decision and stuck with it. President Reagan was much the same way. As was Bush 41, Nixon and the rest, even Bill Clinton, was fairly decisive in his leadership capabilities. To prove my point, look at President Carter. He was too viewed as weak. And look what happened under his leadership. This is when Iran became, uh, began emerging as a major troublemaker and a haven for terrorism. It was his decision with the Shah of Iran that caused our embassy to be seized by radicals and held hostage for 444 days. This is also what brought down his administration. If, my friends, America is to survive, we must have a leader that is strong and can lead. The costs are simply too high. When we have weak leadership, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And we'll be right back. Hello. My name is Albert Lee Guillory, and I'm the senator for the 24th District right here in beautiful Louisiana. 
Recently, I made what many are referring to as a bold decision to switch my party affiliation to the Republican Party. I wanted to take a moment to explain why I chose to become a Republican and also to explain why I don't think it was a bold decision at all. It is the right decision, not only for me, but for all my brothers and sisters in the black community. You see, in recent history, the Democrat Party has created the illusion that their agenda and their policies are what's best for black people. Somehow it's been forgotten that the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an abolitionist movement with one simple creed, that slavery is a violation of the rights of man. Frederick Douglass called Republicans the party of freedom and progress. And the first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, the author of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was Republicans in Congress who authored the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, giving former slaves citizenship, voting rights, and due process of law. The Democrats, on the other hand, were the party of Jim Crow. It was Democrats who defended the rights of slave owners. It was the Republican President Dwight Eisenhower who championed the Civil Rights Act of 1957. But it was the Democrats in the Senate who filibustered the bill. You see, at the heart of liberalism is the idea that only a great and powerful big government can be the benefactor of social justice for all Americans. But the left is only concerned with one thing, control. And they disguise this control as charity. Programs such as welfare, food stamps, these programs aren't designed to lift black Americans out of poverty. They were always intended as a mechanism for politicians to control the black community. The idea that blacks, or anyone for that matter, need the government to get ahead in life is despicable. And even more important, this idea is a failure. Our communities are just as poor as they have always been. Our schools continue to fail children. Our prisons are filled with young black men who should be at home, being fathers. Our self-initiative and our self-reliance have been sacrificed in exchange for allegiance to our overseers who control us by making us dependent on them. Sometime I wonder if the word freedom is tossed around so frequently in our society that it has become a cliché. The idea of freedom is complex and it's all-encompassing. It's the idea that the economy must remain free of government persuasion. It's the idea that the press must operate without government intrusion. And it's the idea that the emails and phone records of Americans should remain free from government search and seizure. It's the idea that parents must be the decision makers in regards to their children's education, not some government bureaucrat. But most importantly, it is the idea that the individual must be free to pursue his or her own happiness, free from government dependence and free from government control. Because to be truly free is to be reliant on no one other than the author of our destiny. These are the ideas at the core of the Republican Party, and it is why I am a Republican. So my brothers and sisters of the American community, please join with me today in abandoning the government plantation and the party of disappointment so that we may all echo the words of one Republican leader who famously said, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, 
we are free at last. This is a Fox News alert. The AP is reporting that Jordan has, in fact, executed two prisoners in the wake of ISIS burning alive the 26-year-old Jordanian pilot. We're now looking at new video of the convoy carrying prisoners in Jordan. Joining me now, former Florida Congressman, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and Fox News strategic analyst, Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. Colonel West, they seem to be taking this seriously and sending a message that there will be dire and severe and quick retribution for any attack against any Jordanian. That does not seem to be the American position. No, you're absolutely right. In the previous segment you had with Governor Richardson pointed that out. You know, it was interesting that after the uh, massacre and the attacks in Paris, France, the United States response was to send uh, Secretary of State John Kerry and John uh, James Taylor to uh, serenade the, the Parisians. But what the Jordanians understand is that they were basically being lied to by ISIS. We now know that the Jordanian pilot had been killed back in January, that this was all a ruse, this was not something, this hostage exchange was in good faith. And so the only way that you can deal with savage, barbaric animals is to be tough and ruthless. And that is something that General al-Sisi understands in Egypt, that Prime Minister Netanyahu... That's exactly right. We had to go ahead, we wanted to go ahead and repeat that just one more time. Just one more time. Because... We have the Jordanian president quoting, listen to me, quoting Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. You kill one of us, we're going to come after you, we're going to come after your friends, we're going to kill your dog, we're going to burn your house down to the ground. That's a leader. That's a leader who's pissed off because one of his citizens, one member of his military, was burned alive. He quoted Dirty Harry. He he quoted the movie Unforgiven. He quoted line by line, and he was dead serious about it. But... We don't have that kind of guy. We don't have a tough guy. We've got a candy ass, a candy ass punk. He's, he, 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 you know what? And he's a liberal. So what can you expect? But somehow I doubt that Bill Clinton would have let this, let this, let this, let this pass. I doubt if Bill Clinton, even Bill Clinton, would have let this stand. You know, and I I can't help but say, I long for the days of a Bill Clinton. If I can't have Ronald Reagan, if I can't have Bush Sr., 
if I can't have W, if I can't have a damn Richard Nixon, then give me a damn Bill Clinton. I'll settle for that. And at least we know Bill has balls. We know he's got something swinging. We know that at least we'll be somewhat safe with him at the helm. Patriots. This is why we must get out, work hard, and get a good leader. Get good leaders elected. We cannot afford any more Barack Obamas, Jimmy Carters, or Hillary's. Hillary was saying just three months ago that we should try to understand where Islamic terrorists are coming from. We should try to empathize and listen. We should try to understand them. No, no, no. Hillary, we should kill them. We should kill them all and let God sort it out. But Hillary wants us to understand. Obama says, hey, there's nothing happening here. ISIS is the JV team. That's what he called them. He called ISIS junior varsity. There's no need to worry about the JV team. All right? That's that, that's what we're dealing with here. We can't afford any more Russian aggression globally, Benghazi situations, or the robbing of American bank accounts for payments to union thugs. We cannot afford any more burdensome EPA restrictions, gun running to Mexico, or open borders. We can't afford any more leaders who would rather play golf and fundraise than do their jobs. Lastly, we cannot afford any more leadership who pander to social groups whom want to destroy our moral base in this nation. It's time for bold, strong, and courageous leadership that leads to a moral authority that is derived from biblical principles. It's time for a new beginning in America, and America's looking to the 60 million conservative voters to get that done. America's hungry for John Wayne with the oration ability of a Ronald Reagan. The world is looking for America to once again take the mantle of leadership for goodness and strength. Will we get it done? Will we get it done, finally? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I, I feel I feel better. I feel better that we have leaders who are showing Obama up. We're ha- we're we have leaders out there who 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 are from other countries, smaller countries, less powerful countries, less capable of taking the fight to ISIS, who are actually standing up to ISIS and saying we're going to stomp that ass. Members of the House Armed Services Committee met with Jordan's King Abdullah Tuesday. Not long after news broke that ISIS had burned to death a Jordanian pilot captured in the fight against the terrorist group. 
In a private session with lawmakers, the king showed an extraordinary measure of anger. When has Obama ever been angered about anything except maybe Fox News or conservatives who are thwarting his agenda? Anger, which he expressed by citing American movie icon and tough guy personified Clint Eastwood. And I quote, he said, there's going to be retribution like ISIS hasn't seen, end quote. As said to, as relayed to uh, Republican Representative Duncan Hunter Jr., a Marine Corps veteran of two tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan and a personal friend of mine who was in a meeting with the king. And I quote, Representative Hunter said that he mentioned Unforgiven and he mentioned Clint Eastwood and he actually quoted parts of the movie. Hunter would not say which parts of Unforgiven the king quoted, but noted it was where Eastwood's character described how he was going to deliver his retribution. There's a scene in the picture in which Eastwood's character, William Money, says, and I quote, Any man I see out there, I'm going to kill him. Any son of a bitch takes a shot at me, I'm not only going to kill him, I'm going to kill his wife and all his friends and burn his damn house down. End quote. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a leader like that here in the United States of America? Wouldn't it be nice to have a president with a good, solid set of balls? Wouldn't it be lovely to have a president with balls? As big as church bells. Wouldn't it be lovely? King Abdul is angry. They're starting more sorties tomorrow than they've ever had. They're starting tomorrow. The only problem we're going to have is running out of fuel and bullets, he said. King Abdullah is talking tough and he's going to deliver starting today. Because it's tomorrow there today he said the only problem we're going to have is running out of fuel and bullets can you imagine mr candy ass manny petty sissified metrosexual obama saying something tough like that talking tough he's ready to get it on Hunter added, he really is. It reminded me of how we were after 9-11. We were ready to give it to them. Hunter said, there was no mention of President Obama during the bipartisan meeting. Why bring his candy ass up? Either by King Abdullah or by any of the lawmakers in the room. Because we know what, what President Obama stands for. President Obama saying it's all good. President Obama says there's no problem. I got this covered. President Obama saying there's nothing going on. 
Life is good. America's prosperous. We're safe. There's no racial divide. Oh, and ISIS, hey, don't worry about them. They're junior varsity. It's all good. Don't you worry about them. They're the JV team. So what if they chop off a head or two and burn alive a Jordanian pilot and then video it for all to see and then threaten to come to the United States and do the same here? And so what if they threaten to chop off the president of the United States' head in the White House? It's all just talk. They're not coming. They'll never make it past those really smart Secret Service folks who are on the job. Yeah. Well, we'll see. For the first time since Mr. Pearl's beheading, which I watched a video of years ago, I decided to watch the video of the pilot being burned alive. And it lit a fire under me, no pun intended, no disrespect intended. I now understand. I'm no longer driving down 95, listening to the radio, listening to reports that ISIS has another hostage and they're threatening to behead the hostage, or burn him or her alive, and then I turn the channel to the Sinatra channel on uh, on Sirius Satellite Radio, or go to sports. No, I'm paying attention now. And you should too. Don't drive down whatever road you're driving on your way to work or the grocery store and hear a report that ISIS has yet another hostage that they're threatening to burn alive or behead and turn the channel and go to some hip-hop or some R&B or some jazz or some rock. No, it's time to listen. If we didn't take these guys seriously before, it's time. Because who knows? They could be coming to a town near you Via our southern border. Think about it. We've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones situation report. And I know that you could be anywhere. You could be listening to this show. There's so many things you could be doing, but you chose to take the time to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. And I want to say good night. And God bless the United States of America, and we'll be back tomorrow, because I'm sure there'll be so much more to talk about. The party's just getting started, and the Jordanian King Abdullah is about to get in that ass. ISIS is about to feel some pain from a real leader. Good night, folks. We're out. Early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be The pains that are withheld for me 
I realize and I can see That suicide is painless It brings on many changes And I can take or leave it If I please The game of life is hard to play Gonna lose it anyway The losing card I'll someday lay So this is all I have to say And you can 